Welcome to the Marketing Chief Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Collins. In this bonus episode, we continue our conversation with Brad Taylor, former executive at the Coca-Cola Company. In this first section, I ask Brad if the Pepsi versus Coke rivalry is as cutthroat as it's made out to be. There's been a lot of, you know, lore about, you know, if you're a Coke guy, you're not a Pepsi guy, you're a Pepsi guy, you're not a Coke guy, a real kind of hatred for the other brand. True? You know, I think hate is too strong of a word. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, first of all, yes. I mean, if, if you're right. a Coca-Cola company, you don't buy Pepsi products. And, and, and for some people, you don't buy anything that PepsiCo owns, which mm -hmm. you know, that, now all of a sudden you're adding Frito-Lay and Quaker Oats to the list. And so, you know, there are those people who's like, you know, PepsiCo is our biggest competitor and we cannot afford to, you know, give them any legs up by buying any of their products. Mm -hmm. I didn't go that far. I mean, I, I have Quaker Oats in my pantry right now and have always have. Uh, I can't tell you the last, the last time I drank a Pepsi was probably the last day I worked at Pizza Hut. Yeah. And that was uh, almost 30 years ago, right? So, you know, you, you don't drink Pepsi products if you work for the Coca-Cola company. And if you go to restaurants where you're like, I'd like a Coke, please. And they're like, well, we don't have Coke. Well, Pepsi would be okay. It's like, no, I'm sorry. I'll just take ice water. I, so that, that is ingrained and in, in you just, Right. So you just don't drink their products. Right. But we actually Coca-Cola has a uh, I think it's a healthy respect for Pepsi mm -hmm. and because, hey, look, without competitors, you can quickly find yourself in a situation where you're not working that hard. You're not working hard to make sure you're satisfying consumers. So healthy respect for competition, I think, is critically important. Um, and so all, knowing that they're always on our heels, what are we going to do to make sure that we are addressing consumer needs just one step better than they are? And so love the idea of healthy competition. And, and that's, that's what it is with Pepsi. Now, when I started Coke, uh, the, the competitors were Pepsi and Dr. Pepper. That was it. Yeah, the beverage category has changed so much. Wow. It's significantly different today. Significantly different. Yeah, we, we when I was at Domino's, we poured Coke, obviously, our competitor Pizza Hut was owned by Pepsi. So we would not have a meeting in a hotel if they poured Pepsi. We would we were loyal to Coke in that way. And then I do I do have a friend who was interviewing for a job with Pepsi and they took him out to dinner. It was kind of the final interview. Everything had gone really well. And he's engrossed in conversation with these guys. And they're talking and the waitress comes by and goes, uh, you know, what do you want to drink? And he goes, oh, I'll have a Coke, please. <laughs> done. Right. Doug, Doug oh. if you're listening, Connie, if you're listening, done that story. And, and he lost the job, obviously, because it was habit and it was natural. And, and he was from the South, too. Right. So he grew up on on Coke. Brad talks about how relationships fuel the Coca-Cola business. It, it's a relationship game. And, um, and it works. And it, it works. It, yeah, it, it works. I mean, I could I could I didn't abuse the privilege. But Coke always made it known. If you need anything. Yeah. Give us a call. And it could be tickets to the Super Bowl. It could be tickets to a concert. It could be. I mean, they got me tickets to a, a sold out concert in L.A. once. Yeah. Why? Because 
they, they reached out to me and they said, you know, we haven't, what can we do for you? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get tickets. Do you have any connections? I think I think they bought it on the aftermarket and gave me the tickets. I think is what happened because it was it was that tight of a of a thing. But that has happened. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Brad reveals how the Share a Coke campaign became an e-commerce business. When you think of how customers engaged with that, yeah. and Instagram the photos and snapped the photos and those kind of things because they found something with their name or they well, put two names together. It, it also led to an entirely new business stream for Coca-Cola with e-commerce. So they created shareacoke.com where you, you can, today you can go on and buy bottles, glass bottles with your name. We actually just bought some for my nephew and niece who just graduated high school. We're having a party. It's like, we gotta have bottles of Coke with their names on it and you know, congratulations. So it, it opened the door for an entirely new business uh, stream of business for Coca-Cola with e-commerce. So you, when you really think back on that idea, as simple as it was, the impact it had and is still having on Coca-Cola is, is significant. Did you know you can mix your drink flavor from an app? Brad discusses how Coke utilizes technology to provide choices for customers. Well, Coca-Cola is, they're technologically ahead of most everyone. And with Coca-Cola Freestyle, you can actually create your own mix through the app. Yeah. That, yeah. Ama I, amazing that there are people thinking that way. Yeah. And, and so, again, so I think the way Coca-Cola approaches, first of all, they, they have partnerships with the technology companies of the world, mm -hmm. you know, the Apples and the Microsofts of the world. So they're always on the forefront of what is technologically possible. And, and so then they kind of understand what is possible and that is what spurs them to actually go do those kinds of things, right? And so, yeah, understanding that, hey, it is actually possible to create an app where you can actually create your custom mix and you just engage your phone with the machine and it dispenses your custom mix, that's very possible. So why, let's just go do that. Again, brand, brand and resources opens up a lot of doors. <laughs> True, exactly. Was the introduction of New Coke a public relations stunt? You know, could they, should they have done maybe a small test market? Uh, probably that would have made a bit more sense. Now, you know, the, at the time, the competitive pressure was uh, intense. And Coke felt like, look, we've got to move. We've got to move swiftly. Um, but I think had they done a small test market with New Coke, then it never would have launched uh, nationally because they would have sensed early on, this is a bad idea. Um, so yeah, uh, lessons learned there for sure. I often get the question, so did Coca-Cola do all of that on purpose? And it's like, and you know, the leaders at the time suggested, look, Coca-Cola is not that stupid and not that smart, right? So it truly just happened. It was never orchestrated to put the spotlight back on the original formula. But uh, yeah, lessons learned there, uh, especially when it comes to research. I asked Brad about one of his most memorable moments working for the Coca-Cola company. Yeah, you know, I actually had the opportunity. It was it was a and it was a reward that uh, kind of uh, acknowledgement that that I received for some work that I did. And, and I think 
you remember we call it the customer collaboration lab. We, we created oh, yeah. an environment where we brought customers in and we yes. kind of engaged them in our innovation process, yada, yada, yada. Well, actually, I kind of took that on as kind of a side project and it went very well. And my reward for doing that work was I got a trip to the Winter Olympics in Torino, Italy. Um, Sounds great. And I got to bring my father. Uh, so I got to bring a guest and we just had kids. So my wife said no, but my, I got to take my father to the Winter Olympics in Torino. And uh, we traveled on the on the on the NBC charter jet over there and back. And, you know, I, so I I enjoyed Coca-Cola hospitality that's typically reserved for customers. I enjoyed as a Coca-Cola employee. And that was a trip of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, like many of the trips that Coca-Cola provides their customers are trips of a lifetime. I got to uh, enjoy that as an employee. So that one always uh, stands out as the one that I remember the most. And what a great event. And, and especially to be able to share it with your dad. How cool is that? If you like what you hear on the Marketing Chief Podcast, be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time on the Marketing Chief Podcast.